Welcome to Ben Navarra's podcast with your host, Ben Navarra's. Had those nine episodes, like, yeah, they got a shit ton of views when they first started, but then it was only those nine, and then they stopped. Most people don't make it past ten. Really? Yeah. That, ten think, is the mark. Ten is the marker. Really? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Bro. Yeah. I was like, okay, we're at twenty-eight that have been posted, and then thirty-five that have been recorded. Right. Like, okay, like it's slow growth. Right. But. It's consistent growth. Slow and steady is the, wins the race, bro. I'm a big, big believer in that statement, man. I live my life by that. It's slow and steady wins the race, man. And I tell myself, I would just, I, I just yesterday was just talking to one of my, to one of my barbers, my lead barber at the game, <coughs> and uh, like I was just saying how yesterday at the shop was a really good day. Like it felt really good in that shop. You know what I mean? Like it felt like a barber shop. You could hear there's a there's a there's a zone that a shop gets into, and when you walk into it, there's a hum of chatter of individual conversations that are going. You know what I mean? Interesting. And that's when you're in that zone. It feels good. That feels good. It feels you feels community. And when you can get that, that's when you're like. And yesterday we hit that, and that was the first time that we had hit it. How long have you guys been open there? Two, almost two years. Or no, a little over two years. We just had our two year in September. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Yeah, it's gonna and it's and it's you know they three to five years. If you can make it, this is you know if you can make it five years, you're probably gonna be good. But it's just. And this is our your second one though, right? Second so then, one. And there's no just because I've got a first one, that 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 the the, the, the process isn't any faster. <laughs> <laughs> for the second one I would assume it would be each each one is its own entity you know what I mean is it a, is it also a garrison it's called no my, my original shop's called Elliot and Company um, that place has been around for so this year's gonna be 17 years damn and and we're in a and you know I've had we're, we're in a little bit of a slump right now I've only got it's me and three other people at that and I'm only there two days a week so um, COVID really hit us hard, but me saying that because that location's been there so long, like I can operate like that. It's on cruise control. Like it's not, you know, I'm not printing money. Like I, there's been times where we were doing really, really good, but it's holding its own, even when it's, you know, even when it's wounded because it's got such a good reputation. I gotta stop by. What's the difference between that one and then this other one? And if you don't mind, just bring that guy a little bit closer yeah, to your yeah. to your mouth because we did start recording a little while ago. We'll see how it. You can put those headphones that, that on, huh? Um, see how comfortable that feels. Is that how's that sound? I need to bring it. bring it a little bit closer to your mouth. Uh, you can, like, this This guy will move oh, okay. up a little bit. Yeah, that arm. If you need to loosen it up, you can... Yep. That? I don't think I'm tightening it. Yeah. <coughs> Sweet. Is that good? Yeah. And then just give me a... Just chat. Um, so this is when it gets awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, testing one, two. Testing one, two. Yeah, there you go. Good? Yeah. All right. The uh, I would say 
my first location feels, uh, I guess the way I'd like to explain it would be, it feels like your cool big brothers, like your cool big brothers, uh, bachelor pad. It's kind of swanky. It don't look like you walk in. It don't look like a barbershop. It looks like, you know, some, you know, some cat that's got a cool style. It looks like his living room. That's like the the goal, I think, for most places. Like you want it to feel like comfortable. It feels very, it feels very intimate for a barbershop. It's four chairs that all sit in a square. I, and I designed it that way because I wanted there to be conversation amongst you know four guys sitting down getting a haircut whether they knew each other or not so it's very easy to 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 engage in conversation with someone that you might not even know you know you might hear the barber and the the guy in his chair talking about final four you know san diego state getting to getting to the championship game for the first time you know what i mean and Maybe the guy that's sitting in the chair, you know, he uh, he's a big Miami fan and he's pissed off that his team got eliminated and it's it's going to be UConn. You know what I mean? It's just real easy for that conversation to jump in. You know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, those are just the little thoughts about, you know, setting up when I when I designed it, setting up the space. But It, it always feels so weird, like jumping into that. But I think it depends on, it does feel weird, but it depends on the space, right? If the space is designed to make you feel comfortable. I think that the way that the space is laid out, that it's, um, it doesn't feel like, it. like I said, it doesn't feel like a traditional barbershop. It really does feel very inviting and very welcome. You know what I mean? You're just going to hang out and get your haircut at you the same time. You just go hang out and, yeah, you just go hang out, you get your haircut. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just a real cool, the vibe in there is real cool. I need I need to go visit. You would re- you would really like it, and like I now the garrison is you know it's n- much newer. I've it's much newer. It's a beautiful beautiful barbershop. You know I I don't I haven't seen aesthetically pleasing. I haven't <laughs> I haven't seen too many shops that I would say are on that level. Like I really went out to do something that was. Uh, that was a hundred percent unique. There are some really beautiful barbershops out there. Um, I just don't think that there's a lot that we're in a category by ourselves. There's obviously some shops that are, that are set up that are, that I would put in that box. Right. But there's a handful of them. Was that always the goal? Like the yes, vision of like, being, like upper echelon, I would we, say we, you can put the garrison, you could put the garrison inside of the wind and it would be oh yeah it would be you wouldn't bat an eyelash that place belongs there and i mean the win is you know the win is the win the win is the win yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and I, I i would i would and i truly truly believe that i truly believe you could put the garrison inside of the win or resort world or the bellagio or the cosmopolitan and it would fit right in. Is is the goal to ever jump back into a resort? We've we've talked about you know we've talked about it. Um, I've had I actually did have a, a lease at uh, at one of the major casinos 
a few years ago, but you know, there were some financial things that occurred and, um, with the property, with, with the property that we had the lease with and, uh, the terms just didn't make sense. So we had a, we had to back out. Um, and then the opportunity came to open up the garrison and, uh, the, the developer, the, the gentleman that owns that shopping center is a, is a big developer in Las Vegas and is really doing a lot of work downtown. So I really believe in his vision for downtown in that neighborhood in particular. I love the style of the buildings that you're in and like across the street. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the taco place. And then I don't know what the other one is on the other side. Uh, Capriati's. Capriati's, yeah. which is Italian. It's a, it's a, a sandwich shop. So okay. it's a, it's, they started off local. They've got, they've got <coughs> um, places all over the United States. Um, but, uh, the, one of the owner or the, the own, the, the company's based out of Las Vegas. Okay. I, I love the style, but then my vision of downtown Las Vegas was not what downtown Las Vegas is. Right. And if it's going to grow into more of that style, right. Then I can see downtown Vegas being a cool spot to go to. Right. Did it stop being a good spot to go to at one point in time? Yes, it was. There was a there was a time what you know when I first moved to Las Vegas, you didn't want to go downtown. Like downtown was, especially like the Arts District area. Um, that area was. I mean, even Fremont. You know, even like Fremont Street. You know what I mean? Like, go down there. It was always, oh, you're gonna go downtown. Be careful. Don't wander off. Don't walk. No, don't park where it's dark. You know what I mean? Damn. Make sure you're, you know, make sure you're in a group of people. It was, you know, it was super sketchy. Why? I just think, you know, <clears throat> I think <coughs> the, everything was the strip. You know what I mean? The casinos, the resorts. So there wasn't really a lot of attention to downtown up until um, the, a gentleman named Tony Shea, who who was the founder and CEO of Zappos, decided he wanted to um, heavily invest in downtown. So he moved Zappos downtown. They were really the first big, you know, big company, not non-resort, non What the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. What the fuck? So he, so Tony Shea, you know, he moved, he moved his company from, uh, from Silicon Valley. I believe it was, you know, he was in Silicon Valley. They moved to like, he wanted to do, he wanted to kind of make Las Vegas, downtown Las Vegas, the Silicon Valley of Nevada and attract like-minded businesses. So they had a, they had a, uh, he created a, 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 a group called, uh, the downtown project. And they just started investing. They they bought up a lot of you know a lot of real estate. They bought a lot of buildings. They started investing in people's visions and people's ideas, and started opening restaurants and different brick cool. and yeah, it was really cool. So it really started attract. It started to attract um, cool businesses down there. And by that time, had you already been here in downtown? Yeah. Or? Well, I wasn't downtown. I had only I had a leading company. I owned my first shop. And this was probably uh, so. I remember there was a so. If you go downtown, there's a there's a a project called the Container Park. So it's a bunch of containers, and there's you know it's like a little mall. It's always fun. Yeah, it's yeah. real. It's it's really cool. Little small like little micro businesses, um, in the Container Park. And uh, 
when they were just building that, they had approached me to do in a leading company at the container park. They ended up doing a bolt barbershop, which is out of Los Angeles in the container park. Uh, I, don't, I think another barbershop, the guy, something happened and the gentleman that owned it, he passed <coughs> away. Damn, that sucks. And uh, his wife took it over and I guess she just sold it. And then I think that they had, they had some cats, you know, running the barbershop out of there. And then it ended up, it's something, I think now it's like a tattoo, it's like a tattoo parlor or something. Um, but I mean, there's just some really, really cool businesses in that area. And then, so Tony Shea passed away a couple, several years ago. And, uh, now I think, you know, Jay Dapper's kind of filled that, uh, that, that void. And so he's doing some really cool projects downtown. Are you, you seem like a wealth of knowledge and we just started talking, like, (laughs) are you into shoes? Are you like... Nah, I'm not really a shoe guy. I mean, I mean, I'm in a fashion, you know what I mean. But I'm okay. not. I'm not. I wouldn't call myself a sneakerhead. You know what I mean. Like my son, he's he's a sneaker guy. <laughs> my my I got three. I got. I have uh, three biological sons, and uh, and I have a, a stepson, and they're all pretty. You know, into sneakers and into you know what's what's trendy now. You know what I mean. So. They keep me, they keep me quasi hip, you know what I mean. But I've always been a big, a big fan of fashion and, you know, looking good. And I'm a big, I love suits and old school stuff. I love a good suit. Oh, bro, I love a good suit. When you, when you see someone down the street just dressed up, looking dapper, you just, you gotta be like, bro, when you're you're wearing a suit, when you're wearing a, a well put together suit, it feels there's nothing like you stand up a little straighter. You know what I mean? Your 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 walk is a little more intentional. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's that's me. If I, I would wear a suit every day, if I could, I don't know that I would do it every day. I would absolutely. <laughs> I man, I, it's so there's there's no, there's there's nothing like having a suit on, man. I I definitely agree. Are you more of a a straps? What are they called? Uh, suspenders suspender kind of guy no i mean i no i so i've got i've got a couple like tailors that i work with you know what i mean so a lot of my suits are custom so i don't even wear like mine don't even have belt loops i just they're custom they fit they fit like they're supposed to fit i've never had anything tailored oh man every man should have a good barber a good bartender and a good tailor every man i gotta find a good tailor yeah, there's some good. We have some good tailors here in Las Vegas. <laughs> I bet. I bet I there's some good tailors. Yeah, there's here some really Vegas. cool. There's some really cool clothiers, and um, there's some there's some good tailors here. Yeah. I I feel like there's everything here. In this there's town. a lot of really good, and we're and it's starting to get even better. You know what I mean? Since you know, with everything that's going on downtown, there's a lot of you know, there's I say the last you know five, six, seven years, you're starting to see a lot more organic growth so what tony shea did is they try to create this really cool uh this really cool downtown experience um but it felt a little forced because they had their hands in everything and they were the ones that said yes or no to ideas and concepts and projects so now with you know they definitely planted the seed and now you're starting to see more organic cool coming like you see when you go to san diego like their downtown is nuts you know what i mean never been uh little italy um 
in San Diego is crazy. Gas lamp is crazy. Like just a just it's. Are they niche little communities? They're little little small neighborhoods, little communities. You know what I mean. And that's what you want to see. Like you want like these little cool neighborhoods, these little cool communities. You know what I mean. So like Las Vegas, we've got we you know so downtown you've got families are all different. However, family traditions are a staple. One of my family traditions is shopping at Max Fine Furniture in Westlaco. I remember my grandparents being filled with pride when buying new furniture at an affordable price. This month of April, go visit Max Fine Furniture on Facebook and in the red ad that says traditions, write hashtag traditions and you will get 25, that's right, 25% off of high quality furniture at an affordable price. If you come into the store, then you can find Maribel, Elva, Elsa, and Letty at the front. Talk to one of them, and they'll treat you like family. This podcast is brought to you by Gold Star Barber Studio. These guys have some of the best haircuts in the state of Texas. They have six locations in the Bryan College Station area, San Antonio, and in the South Valley. They also have their website, goldstarbarberstudio.com. Please visit their website, get you some merch, schedule you a, an appointment with one of their amazing barbers. I go to Jeff. I think Jeff is, you know, he's been my f- best barber that I've ever had. So the speed at which they're able to accomplish things, you know, all of us are busy people. We're trying to get in and out. They harp on speed and quality, and they do not lack on either of them. So I recommend that you guys go ahead and visit Gold Star Barber Studio and get yourself a new barber and beautiful cut. You've got the Fremont Street Experience, which is where all the casinos are and everything like right off of the casinos. Um, and then you have the arts district, which is where, you know, the galleries and the, there's, you know, some cool restaurants. And then right up the street where the garrison is, is the Huntridge. So that's an old, that's an old neighborhood. Um, and at one time it was, you know, like the most affluent neighborhood in Las Vegas is where, you know, the casino owners lived and the entertainers lived. And you've got these beautiful, you know, mid, mid-modern, you know, homes that were built in the 60s and the 50s and the 70s that are just crazy. I mean, crazy beautiful. And then that theater across the street, uh, the Huntridge Theater, is on the historic registry. The gentleman that owns the Huntridge Shopping Center, where the garrison is at, bought that with some help from the city in regards to help, like... You know, just make, you know, ensuring that they were going to get, be able to get, you know, all of the permits expedited and there was going to be a lot of community support. So as a matter of fact, like this weekend, they're doing a sign relighting uh, event. That's cool. They're going to have like three bands play and there's going to, they're doing tours of the theater and is that this coming weekend that's this coming weekend on the 7th yeah hell yeah so you should go you should go check it out so that's gonna and that that, that's first friday (laughs) so first friday downtown first friday since you're you're kind of new here first friday is uh all of the all of the the galleries and kind of open up um there's this 
the epicenter of it, they'll have, you know, like street vendors and they kind of have it blocked off and you'll have a lot of, you know, local vendors selling, you know, selling their goods and um, information on, you know, on their businesses. Uh, More like startups? Some, there's some startups. Some of them are, you know, some of them are regular, you know, some of them are, you know, brick and mortars that have been there for, for a while. You know, restaurants, coffee bars, um, you know, bars, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, but it's a, it's a great it's a great way to experience downtown, and it's you know there's a ton of people just kind of walking around this time of the year. The weather's going to be perfect. It's it's a really great opportunity to experience everything that is downtown in the Arts District 18. Ben, it's really really cool. I, I'm real definitely cool. definitely excited. You about should go it. experience. You should really go experience it. I like, there's one in College Station that I go to, and even just going down with the doggo and, like, stopping for a cigar. I like right. I like to stop for a cigar, and we'll right. sit outside and just watch all the people walk by, and then you get up and, you know, mingle along and yeah. see some friends and stuff and go to the different venues or different different booths. It's always a good time yeah. and relaxing. Take the, take the lady. I've never, yeah. She said that this one's, in, like, it's going to be bigger, right? It's going to mm-hmm. be bigger than the one down there. It's, I just, I want to, Continue to get more involved in any single way that I can. It's a, I mean, it's really a great way to get involved in it. And everyone, a lot of people from the city go there. So it's a great way to just kind of mingle and meet people. So the sign lighting ceremony is on first Friday. Nice. Okay. So it's just up the street from from uh, the arts district. And there's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a pretty big event. There, It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be packed. It's going to be a lot of, it, it'll be a great opportunity to meet some people so there's some really cool projects going on inside of uh the hunters where we're at there's a next door to the garrison there's a place called there's a place that's going to be called winnie and ethel's it's going to be like an old school like 50 60 style diner um kicked up the the uh the chef uh, chef aaron was uh was a sous chef at esther's kitchen which is like one of the dopest rest not just one of the dopest restaurants like downtown <laughs> like for real one of the dopest restaurants in Las Vegas like one of my favorite places what kind of food is it um it's like a like Italian Mediterranean kind of fusion why is um, it good like what, what's what's the I mean it's just I mean, it's just everything is just good, man. Like the vibe is good, the food is incredible. Um, man, they got this. Uh, they 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 bake their own bread, so they they the. Uh, look look at my fresh. son. Look at my son. Yeah, I said that. Look at my son. I said they bake their own. <laughs> it's the spot. Oh. Hell yeah. It's fantastic, bro. I got to add it to the list. Bro, there's I, so many places to eat, man. Dude, there's so many good places to eat out here. Like it's Our endless. food scene is really, really just cracking, man. You could yeah. go somewhere new every single day for yeah. like six months on one side of yeah, town. 100%. 100%. And even, and like, you know, what's cool is like now, like even the casinos are starting to do, like they're, they're doing some really cool concepts that aren't like these necessarily, like these big... You know these, <coughs> these big concepts that are from you know other places. Like some of these joints are like born in Las Vegas. I just went to a pl- I just went. So one of my a client of mine, uh, Chef Dai Matsuda, um, was with uh, Major Foods. There they own Carbone. Carbone. Carbone is in Aria. Okay. Um, the original one is in New York. They opened up Las Vegas. They're in Miami, Dallas, Dubai. 
uh, chef Jonah Resnick is was the, ex- the executive chef of the first Carbone here in Las Vegas. It's my boy. Shout out Jonah Resnick if you hear this. Damn, <laughs> uh, he's my guy. And and show uh, Chef Die was with Major Foods. Came out here. He opened up Mayfair Supper Club, which is an incredible experience at the Bellagio, one of my favorite venues. He went to Miami to to go open up uh, Dirty French, which he was the chef at Dirty French in New York. So he went to Miami, opened up Dirty French. He's no no longer with Major Foods. He's with a new group. And they opened up, they just opened up this place in Red Rock called the Rouge Room. Rouge Room. I just went there on Thursday night. Real talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the dopest, one of the dopest dining experiences I've ever had in my life. Like, just incredible, man. Just incredible. Just a great experience. Great food. It's French-based cuisine um the entertainment like the live jazz music like it felt like you go back in time a little like it was so fresh man just really, really one cool. more time the name the rouge room the rouge room yes inside the red rock inside red rock casino okay incredible we got there's just it's again there's so it's much endless yeah, dude. there's so much so how do you like are you just scrolling, or is it because of your friends and your Chef Matsuda just... is a client of mine. So uh, I don't know how I met Jonah. Jonah started <laughs> com- so Jonah um, started coming to me at Elliot and Company. He was actually going to one of my barbers. One of my barbers left, and then I started taking care of him. And then uh, he, when when Dai moved out here, he introduced me to Chef Matsuda. I started taking care of Chef. And then they both left. They both, um, Jonah first went to Miami, and then and he's there now, still with Carbone. And then um, Chef Matsuda then followed. So now he's, Chef Matsuda's back. He's now in LA, but they've got, they have like three concepts that are going into Red Rock. So Rouge Room is their first one. I think he's got like two or three more. And then they're doing some stuff at the new station casino that's going to be opening up. Uh, the Durango station that's going to be opening up, which is supposed to be like super funky as well. Stations does a good job. Like they're a local casino and they do a lot of really, really cool stuff. I like the stations. I like the one that's right here. The sunset station yeah. is the one that we go to. Uh, like I got to, you know, when, when I first got here, it was like the first hotel I ever stayed at was Texas station. Mm-hmm. And then a sunset station. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm going to get one of those little membership cards. Yeah. And yeah. I realized how many different things that they own in yeah, town. A bunch. And I went on Reddit to figure out like, where to go yeah, and it was yeah, like yeah. that's the like those are the locals like that's where the locals that's go. where the locals go so yeah like, go, right. have you been to green valley station i've been there a couple times and it's probably like to me one of the bougiest places it's just it's <laughs> clean like, yeah. it looks like it it smells clean it's well taken care of yeah. i love that the fitness centers are right next door uh the la fitness or whatever uh, uh not la fitness uh, uh lifetime lifetime fitness yeah lifetime is dope Love, I love Lifetime. Yeah, All life, the amenities are. I, I like amenities. Amenities are my thing. Like, I want. They got plenty of them. <laughs> they got plenty. <laughs> that's think, the real deal. That's like anything that's like upper echelon. I feel right. like the, the difference is the the amenities, right? right? That's want, what you're paying for. Yeah, you're paying. I for tell Cassie, you're paying with Lifetime. You're you're paying to not deal with all the things that you don't want to deal with at a regular gym. That's what you're paying for. 
the the equipment that's like sorry please come back later four in a row on treadmills yeah. none of that like they're gonna yeah. take care of it yeah and people are gonna say hi and yeah. I that's hopefully the goal with the podcast it's like I'm gonna send a car to go pick somebody up right I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a bartender or like a a producer that gets us coffee and things it's like I want the person to come in here like thank you for your time right I, I'm gonna try to give you the best that I can right and hopefully we continue to to move that direction it's right. just a, a matter of time you just got to do it just i mean it's a matter it takes of time. time yeah 100 percent. slow and steady wins a race being slow is hard yeah being patient is hard that it you know it's a virtue it is hard it is hard to be to be patient but you know it's you get one day at a time you know we all get the same amount of we all get the same 24 hours you know what i mean it's what you do with it you know what I mean? You seem patient. I am very patient. I am. But I think that also comes with, you know, that comes with age and wisdom. And I've done a lot. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a lot older than you probably think. So. Uh, 55. No, I'm not that old. Okay. okay. I, I went up. I went up because you said <laughs> almost, <older> than... <laughs> almost 50. Almost 50. Okay. Yeah. Almost 50. So I would, I would have guessed like. Probably forties. Yeah, I would probably guess forties. If you didn't say older, than you I shouldn't even think. say. I shouldn't even say that. I was like, shit. I don't know. Shot, shot myself in the head. <laughs> I gotta go high. You know, I hey, I'm seventy three, bro. <laughs> it's impressive. You look damn good for seventy three. No, I don't know what you're doing, but good tailor, good barber, good. There you good, go, good man. Bartender. There you go. Good coffee. Good, good coffee. coffee. You can never go wrong with some good coffee. Uh, so you moved here. Was it 17 years ago? 20 years ago. God damn. Yeah. 20 years ago. And and it was, uh, it really was, man, it was really a blessing. Like, I, the first time I came to Las Vegas, I really, really did fall in love with this place. It's, uh, there's just an energy here. You know what I mean? Like, it's, even, you know, now, even though I don't, you know, I'm in bed by, you know, 10 o'clock, <laughs> you know, 11 o'clock, but... There's there's a comfort in knowing that if I want to go get a steak at four o'clock in the morning, I can. A good steak. A good steak too. Okay, yeah. yeah, a good steak. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's some, just something cool about that, man. There's something cool about driving at night and it's like everything is well lit. You know what I mean? Like I go, I'm from Central California, from Bakersfield. And I, I trip out when I go home and I drive, you know, I'm dri- I might be driving across town and just on the freeway, like the freeway just seems so dark. Like everything is just dark and cities just shut down. You know what I mean? And this place ain't shut down. Nah, D- Vegas is truly a 24 hour city, man. Is Henderson a 24 hour city as well? Um, not, no, not really. I mean, Henderson <laughs> does... <laughs> Go to see. I mean, but there's still plenty of places, you know. There's plenty of little pubs and you know little spots that you can that you can go whenever you know Timbers and PTs. Like those places are always open. There's always someone in one of those places that's you know sitting on a slot machine, some local degenerate. You know what I mean? Smoking too much, drinking too much. You know, see them all. It's a little sad. I mean, I yeah, yeah, it is, but. 
you know, that's kind of what makes Vegas Vegas, bro. You know what I mean? Like you have the opportunity that, to do whatever that's you want our with your like time. That, that's our culture. You know what I mean? Like, and I just and I kind of dig not no, the degenerate part, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, the opportunity for you to just do whatever. You I want. mean, just the you know the, the the slot machines and the table games like everywhere. I mean, bro, it's just you get out, you get off the airplane, and slot machines are there. You know what I mean? You go to you go to you go to to the grocery store and there's a little bank of slot machines. You know what I mean? You go to the gas station, there's a little bank of slot machines. You know what I mean? Like everyone's, you know, everyone's gambling something. I mean, that's just kind of who we are, man. That's what makes it's kind of like the foundation of it. And you know, people do people come out here to let their hair down and have a good time. Like Vegas is Vegas is fun. Vegas yeah. is fun. I mean, it was always, it's always like the thing growing up was like you got to go to Vegas. Like that. Right. Like once you turn twenty one, you're going to Vegas. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be wild. Like a rite of passage, right? It is a rite of passage. And you know, I've been like I've been very fortunate. You know, cutting hair has, has allowed me the opportunity to travel. You know, to Japan and South Korea. What? And, yeah, yeah. Cutting yeah. hair. Yeah, cutting hair, bro. Why? So just what do you, you mean? know, going to go teach and, and going to go showcase. You know, working with different companies. But when I tell people that. I'm from, you know, when they ask you, well, where are you from? And you say Vegas. And their eyes always <coughs> light up, man. Always. Oh, Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, that's just, it's just clear. <laughs> I think it's, I want to know more about the Japan and like teaching. No. That's, that seems odd. Like, I think being a barber just seems like there's so many opportunities. Like all the barbers I talk to are just doing some really cool things and the right. opportunity that it gives you to meet all these people. Everyone needs a haircut. Right. Right? And it's just, it's really, really neat. But, um, oh man, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Um, right before you we said. We were just talking about how, like Vegas. Like the Tex Texas gets that same kind of idea. Right. When I was in like Morocco, mm -hmm. you, mm. you tell people, oh, I'm, I'm from, I'm from the United States and they're like, ugh, right, American you tell them I'm from Texas, and they're like, "Oh, right, you're a Texas kid. Right. Like that's cool. Like let's right. take a picture. Like they have, right. they don't have, like they have shirts of Texas, like the flag or the Texas, like the right. the, 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 the the etching. It's like you get the same kind of idea with Texas. But I mean, when I think when people think, especially from out of the country, I think Texas is kind of uh, Texas. I would say probably it's like that with New York, with Good Texas, point. and with California. Those are, I think when people think of the United States, that's what they think of. You know, they think of cowboys and, you know what I mean? Like, you know, cowboys and horses and bulls and, you know what I mean? Like, that's oh, yeah. what they think America is, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, you know, New York fast paced big city you know california surfing palm trees beaches you know what i mean oh, yeah. when people come to you know when someone comes to the united states those are probably like the three places that they really want to go see other than vegas because then you think about vegas i i think if i were to live outside it's like vegas and then it has the same kind of ring as dubai i understand very different right. places but it's still like a you gotta go to vegas yeah at least once in your life. Yeah, and I think Vegas is kind of like you know is that little stop where we can just, we're gonna we're on our like and especially so working in the working in the resort corridor and I worked at True Fit and Hill and I also worked at a, a place uh, that was in Mandalay Bay called the Art of Shaving. I was there for a couple of years, 
And uh, so, you know, that's what we, we took care of. You know, we took care of tourists and people who were in from all over the world. You know what I mean? That's what I loved about that is was being able to meet all these different people. And that was just a common theme. You know what I mean? Well, you know, we're from Germany. We had we stayed, you know, we stayed four days in New York. Then we, you know, then we went to Houston. You know what I mean? Then we now we're on our way to California, but we we wanted to take a quick trip to Las Vegas because then we can go get the Grand Canyon. Right. Because it's a couple hours away. Oh, yeah. You can do the you can do the casino thing, Gamble and then, a little you, bit. Right, then you head over to California. <coughs> do you miss California? No, you know, no, I don't. But I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I don't miss Cal- <laughs> I love California. I love California, and I, but real talk, man, like I can go to California whenever I want. Like we're literally 45 minutes from the border. Is that it? It's that it, man. Like I can Damn. drive. I can. There's been plenty. I've driven a ton of times to LA handle whatever I got to handle and come back that same day driving like dude Damn. Las Vegas is literally a suburb of Los Angeles I didn't realize it was that it's close close it's, you can be in you can be in LA from Vegas if there's you know if traffic is not crazy you know three three and a half hours it's it's quick man damn not far that's kind of cool yeah it's really it's cool. real cool yeah i mean it's a literally a 45 minute flight literally i just in just in uh january there was a there was a trade show a barber a show called uh um barbacon la i flew out in the morning did the show i was back home in time for dinner literally wife picked me up from the airport dinner ready boom get it done let's go baby that's like the best of both worlds. Love it, man. Quick flight. I don't have to. I don't have to take a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? I like that. Easy breezy. Sidebar question. Why'd you choose barbering? How'd you get into this industry, this career? So, I wanted when I was in high school. I wanted to be an architect. I had. I took a, a friend of my one of my friends. His dad was an architect. So when I would go to his house, I would see all of these little models of buildings, that projects that he was working on. And I was fascinated by it. That's cool. And as a little kid, as a little kid, there was a, there was a guy up the street. I was friends with, I was friends with his kids. He was like a big adult kid himself. You know what I mean? And so, uh, he had, he had three kids. His oldest daughter was my age and, he would let, you know, like the neighborhood boys like come over to his house and, you know, we, he, he would, you go into his garage, he rebuilt, he, he, uh, he rebuilt all these old, uh, Spitfire cars, those little, you know, English, I think they're English. Um, and then he had all these cool model airplanes that he had hanging from his, uh, hanging from the garage. That was cool. And so you're a little kid and you see these, you know, model airplanes and he had this, cool, yeah. he had this cool bench set up. This is a long ass. <laughs> this is gonna be a long ass way to how I got into barbering. Yeah, I'm a bad I'm a <laughs> architecture barber. <laughs> so so he uh, so and his name was Paul. He was a Paul and he was a plumber. So uh, Paul the plumber. It's Paul the plumber. Um, super good dude. Like a really a good guy. You know what I mean? So like you know me and my friend Eric uh, would go to Paul's house. 
and he would teach us how he would like teach us how to how to build these models but then like he would uh he would make them look like they were in war you know what i mean so he would like put like bullet holes with like a pin he'd heat up like a pin and melt the plastic and he would take like the smoke from the exhaust and he would put it around like the bullet holes and like he would do i mean all this really really cool stuff creative yeah 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 super creative dude you know what i mean wow so i was in so then i started building models you know what i mean and i would take them over to paul's house and say, yo, how did you do this? And he would show me how to do it. And then I would have, you know, so then I wanted to do like Paul did. And I would have all these models, dude, airplanes like hanging up in my room and I'd have them on my shelves. You know what I mean? This is stuff that Paul, you know, showed me how to do. So fast forward a couple of years, a buddy, another friend of mine, his dad was an architect. So then I see the models of the, the, the houses and they had not have like buildings, buildings and home, whatever he was working, like little projects he was working on. So. I'm immediately drawn to that because I love models, right? Yeah. And I'm not understanding Dude. at the time, like, you know, I'm 9, 10, 12 years old. My, I have a creative mind. You know what I mean? I, I'm a creative thinker. Yeah. So I'm instantly attracted to that stuff. So he tells me, I'm an architect. Well, I want to build models, and this dude does this for a living. I want to be an architect. You know what I mean? So when I get into high school, they offer drafting. Mm-hmm. He says, well, first, the way that you get into architecture it's a is you become draft. And they all the schools used to do It's sad that they don't do it anymore. But all the schools used to offer drafting and architectural drafting Holy and shit. computer automated drafting. I've so never I was, seen any of that. When I was in high school, I mean, I did, I did all the way. My, my senior year of high school, I had three architectural classes. That's freaking In the neat. regular public school. So That's I mean, intense. yeah, That's cool. yeah. I mean, I, but I really, really wanted to be an architect. Yeah. So I ended up moving to Arizona, where my father, my biological father, lived. Arizona, in Phoenix, has ASU. ASU is has one of the is like the architectural university in the United States. Wow. Didn't know that. So I wanted to go to Arizona and live in Phoenix, so I could go to ASU and study architecture. So, uh, my senior year of high school, my counselor comes in or calls me into his office and, you know, we're trying to do the, he does the, okay, how, this is your trajectory. You're going to graduate. Have you thought about college? What you want to do? And I loved drafting. I loved drawing. I loved CAD, but I was terrible at math. I hated math. And so this cat says, well, Elliot, you understand if you're going to go to college to be an architect, there's a lot of math involved and your math scores and, you know, what you're doing in math is really not there. You might want to think about another career profession. And it just crushed me. Yeah. You know what that's, I mean? That's debilitating. Like, that, like. That's what you always wanted to do, hundred percent, bro. Then, and instead oof. of this dude, and and that's the and that's the thing about like that's why having people in a position of authority over young children whose whose minds are still developing. What that dude did was kill my dream. And I was seventeen years old, and I didn't know any better to not allow that. And I didn't go home and tell my dad, "Hey, dad, I want to do this," but. My counselor said I can't do that. So, you know, I just was like, yo, that's all I've ever wanted to do is be an architect, man. And this dude said I can't because I'm not good at math. That's the way that I took that conversation. It wasn't, it wasn't, Elliot, if you want to be 
an architect, let's figure out how to get you there. Yeah. It was, you need to think of a different career choice because you're not good at math. You know what I mean? They're thinking more short term. Hundred percent at math right now. Not let's let's get you some tutoring. Let's get you hundred percent, hundred percent. And my dude, wow. my best friend right now, my best friend is an art. One of my best friends, I say, my, one of my best friends is an architect. We it, it's crazy. We ended. He was from. He, he grew up in Phoenix. I didn't know this dude. Our the rival high school to Ironwood, where I graduated, was Cactus. He was at Cactus at the same time I was at Ironwood. We didn't meet until we were in our well into our thirties. Damn, here in Las Vegas, that's, that's kind of cool. He's an, <laughs> I kind of like it. That. Is cool. it's pretty? It, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> we know a bunch of the same people in Phoenix, but we never met each other. So I met him. We were in our, you know, like I said, well into our thirties. This dude is an architect, one of the dopest designer architects brilliant bro he's done some of the craziest most famous establishments in the world this guy designed damn um uh dude the, the all all the pools like all the pools on the strip uh light um morea pool yeah uh the venus pool uh he he designed all those nightclub he's designed nightclubs uh, I was going to ask, all like, who the, is this guy? His name, is, his name is James Gundy. If you look up uh, Gundy Design uh, Gundy Design Studios, is him. James Gundy with Gundy Designs. Dude is just freaking, he's just a, the, his attention to detail is something else. Gundy Designs. G-U-N-D-Y? Yep. Right now he's working on uh, he's working on some projects at the uh, at the Waldorf. He just finished one of the penthouse suites, and I mean, just crazy man. I'm gonna have to link it in the in the after so that people can see what yeah, we're looking at here. The but dude is nuts, man. Like his designs are just his his work is beautiful. I'll have to find it later. So, uh, so that's that's what I wanted to do. So, I how I got into barbering is my. Sophomore year in high school, I was also a wrestler. That's and that's probably why I'm, what attracted me to mixed martial arts so much, and you know, starting to work with a lot of these athletes. Um, that's cool. My I wrestled all through high school. I uh, I had my wrestling nickname. I sh I put my wrestling nickname in my head. We had a, a match coming up, and my wrestling nickname or my nickname at the time was Bam Bam. Bam, bam. So I put my nickname, my barber put my nickname in my hair and I got kicked out of school and it was this huge, what? Be, yeah, I got, I got, I got suspended for having bam, for having bam, 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 yeah, right. Cause no, now think about this. So I had just started, actually I got, I got kicked out of school. Was it my, yeah, it was my sophomore year. So this is the early nineties. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm from California. This is the heyday of West Coast gangster hip hop. I I'm in uh I moved to Phoenix and the school that my dad made me go to was uh he used his his one of his buddies address. He lived in a nice a nice neighborhood because the school that 
that he was uh, he section four. He was section four. Was you know in a, in a nicer neighborhood. That he didn't have to worry. He didn't have to worry about me being in a school with you know you know a lot of gang affiliation and all that good stuff. Um, I, I living in California. I grew up in a pretty like rough area east side so he wanted to keep me out of that environment that i was already in he didn't want me to go from the frying pan into the fire he wanted me to go to a place that was gonna be a lot better for my education i could focus on being at school yeah Yeah. my posture you know was trying to do the right thing he did the right thing so when i went to school they wasn't you know there wasn't a lot of kids that looked like me at that school so when I got my nickname shaved in my head, there was the, the school administration was like, oh, here we go. We got this gangbanger kid from California and he's going to, you know, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to infest our children with gang culture. And sure. I, I see where they could have been coming from, but still it's my, my, my wrestling, my, my wrestling coach literally gave me the nickname. <coughs> So it's shit like that. It's right, like, come it, on. It, it makes no sense. So I get suspended from school. Um, they said, I can't come back to school unless I shave it out or my hair goes back. So after about a week, you know, it grew in enough that you, you could still see it, but it really wasn't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And me and my dad would go to the barbershop every other week to get our haircut. So the next week my hair grows back in good enough for me to go back to school. But then that weekend, um, me and my dad are going back to the barbershop. And so when we pull into the, and my dad is, you know, my dad is, my dad, you know, was, grew up in Texas, was part of, you know, he, he was part of, uh, integration. You know, they closed his high school down to integrate his school Damn. with the, you know, with the, with the white high school, you know what I mean? Yeah. So my dad grew up going high school Damn. in the, you know, in the sixties. That's my pops man in mentality. Texas. In Texas, you know what I mean. So that's my dad's mentality. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So my pop, we pulled into the barbershop, and my dad looks at me. So he goes, "Are you gonna get that shave back in your head?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like my pops was like all on board. Like, bro, this is this is part you of didn't, you. You ain't doing nothing wrong. So if you want to put your nickname back in your head, you do it. So I did it again. So I walked into school first period. And uh, there, was, there was an announcement on the loudspeaker. Elliot Chester up to the principal's office, and I knew I was getting suspended again. So this time they expelled me for oh. having my nickname saved in the back of my head. Damn. So we were, we were, uh, so I get expelled. I go home. I call my what dad. I, I walk home. I, uh, I, I get home. My dad had already called an attorney. And he called every major, like all the news groups in Phoenix, Arizona Republic, Phoenix Gazette. So the, my, our attorney sued, we sued the school, we sued the, we sued the principal, both vice principals and every individual member of the school board in, Damn. in, in, uh, in Phoenix or in Glendale. And, uh, I think it's a Glendale Unified School District. I think it was. So we ended up going to court. We won, and it was at in that that year. It was like I think it was like the second biggest news story because it went on for months and months. And I had all this like cool support. I mean, I was on. 
I was on a bunch of different, you know, like talk shows. I was on like uh, oh, the Oprah Winfrey show called my attorney and asked me if I would come on the show. No way. Swear to what God. What? Who am I sitting across from? <laughs> yeah, swear Dude. to God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've, I, you know what's crazy is I've tried, I, I'm, I've tried to like Google all this stuff. I mean, there was like, there was a cartoon there. You know how they write the, in the newspapers, they do like the cartoon sketches. There was a cartoon sketch of me in the back of my, it was, it's my haircut and I had like a little ducktail. You know, this is the '90s, wow. so I had like a high top fade with steps, and <laughs> and then I had my and I had my name shaved in it. But someone had uh, someone had a friend of mine brought me the newspaper in school when they let me back in. He goes, "Yo, Elliot, you're in the you're in the you're in the, in the newspaper again." I was on the front page of the newspaper like once a week for like because they were tracking my story. It was like a big deal. Yeah. We were suing the school district for That's a huge deal. for violating my 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 freedom of speech, you know what I mean? And then we won. We beat the school district. They had to let me back in the school. So like wow. the news came, I was on Trial Watch. I mean, uh, there was a cat named uh Robin Leach. She had the show called Trial Watch. I was on that show like they followed me to school and they showed me going into school with my hair and it was it was pretty crazy. That's a big deal. It was a big That's deal. That's a huge deal. It was a big deal because I didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like I and, and here's the in the here's the the kicker was one of my best one of my good friends, one of my best friends in school was a white kid named Travis Thompson. Travis was like star football player on the team, was like the star wrestler, and uh Travis had his initials and IHS and his football name number shaved in his head. And he didn't get kicked out of school. But for him, for them, they looked at it as he was being, you know, he was being, uh, he had school spirit and he was doing it for the school. That was my wrestling nickname. So my, my attorney subpoenaed my wrestling coach. My wrestling coach literally is on the, like on the witness stand and says, yeah, the entire team calls him Bam Bam. He got the name in the wrestling room. He's a wrestler representing. And they didn't think to ask you that? Like no, the they didn't. They thought, bam, bam. That's how they thought. Immediately, that was the first thing that they thought of. Was negative. That's so sad. It, it was, it, dude, it did suck. But. But you did a big thing. It, but you know the I, fact that you 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 and your dad right my like, pops my it, pops even your shaved pops is, my pops shaved and my pops was a bus driver my pops shaved Bam's dad on the back of his head <laughs> that's how my dad my dad is a real that's dude. supportive yeah, man man he's a good he's yeah. a, he's a dope dude it's yeah yeah real talk pops is pops is uh shout out Lawrence Chester my pops good man so uh yeah bro so that's wow. that's what. That's what uh, led me down that path of becoming a barber. So my dream of being an architect kind of got crushed. Yeah. So when I graduated high school, I didn't want to go to college. <laughs> I didn't want to go to college because I didn't know what was I going to go to college. Like, I didn't like going to school and I didn't want to go to college just to go to college. You know what I mean? Um, it's big on you to know that at that time. You, I, you have to. You should have some direction. You know what I mean? What do you want to do? You know what do you want to do? So I had no idea. <laughs> I kind of I kind of floundered around a little bit. You know I, because I was creative. I was you know I was into I was into music. I was in a you know some I was in, in some local rap. I was in a, a group a rap group and part of a, a crew that you know some of the guys in the crew had were, had were really close to to getting having some like major success. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I was I was hanging out with these cats, and then uh, when I was. 
21, almost 22, I, uh, I moved back to Phoenix or excuse me. I moved back to California. My godmother owned a salon in central California. So I was like, you know what? I've all, I've, I, you know, I was into cutting hair after, after all that stuff, I started cutting hair myself. Like in my house, I cut my hair, I cut some of my buddy's hair. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, I was like, well, you know, let me be a barber. I think, you know, I like, I, I was, I had to figure something out. You know what I mean? So I found a barber school and, uh, that was it. I wanted to do something that, uh, that filled that, that creative kind of void that I needed. You know what I mean? Is there a lot of creativity behind yeah. being a barber? Yeah. And it's and very similar to, um, very similar to like architecture in regards, like the way that I see hair is I'm building, I'm creating shape. I'm creating, um, I'm creating movement. I'm figuring out, you know, you know, you're, you're looking at angles and, and, you know, depth and it's very similar to, I, I get that same fulfillment that I did as a kid from, you know, when I was in school, you know, drafting and drawing you know what I mean? It's that you're, same. You're drawing on somebody's head, but kind of by yeah, removing creating, hair. Yeah, but I'm I'm creating shit. Exactly. You know, it's and it's and that's exactly what I tell people. Like when I'm when I'm out when I'm when I go somewhere and I'm teaching, um, what I do when I'm teaching haircutting, um, uh, that's a phrase that I use a lot. Like I see the haircut before, like I see the finished haircut, and all I'm doing is I'm removing what doesn't belong. That's the way that I see it. That's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah. I mean that 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 visionary, creative right. mind. Right. And so even and then now as as a business owner, right, the thing that the the thing that really um, motivates me and inspires me to you know expand and open up you know a different like, you know a different location or redesign you know remodel the location is the design of the space designing the shop you know what i mean so like designing the garrison like we took <laughs> i worked with uh i worked with a uh with an architect um a, a gentleman named uh nos nosco what was nos's name what was nos's last name dude nos this dude is super dope i know a nos but i think different nos he's a, a romanian kid really super talented dude he just opened up his own firm um and uh so i sat with nas and we like really came to uh we really took a lot of inspiration from some cool spaces some you know we we, we wanted to stay we wanted the shop to stay true to the look and feel of the huntridge um i the first thing that i said is i want this to be i want this to look like I want this to I want the garrison to take inspiration from the 1930s 40s era barbershop. But I don't want it to be a Disneyland barbershop that's trying to replicate a 1940s barbershop. I don't want it to be when you walk into it, we look like we're trying to be a 1940s style barbershop where everything's like old. I want it, I want you, the inspiration to be there, um, but I want it to be a modern shop. So there's a lot of elements from that era, the color palette, um, 
the particular chairs that we use. Um, those are the, those chairs. the chairs that we use are Takara Belmont Legacy. So that chair is modeled after, and it's so that chair is on that chair is from Belmont, or excuse me, that chair is from Takara. Um, what is Takara? Takara. So Takara Belmont is is a uh, is a uh, a barber chair brand. Okay. Um, that chair is modeled after the classic Koken barber chairs from the 40s the 30s 40s 50s spell coken for me k-o-k-e-n to car belmont bought coken coken was uh was in st louis uh, missouri that's where they were k-o k-o-k-e-n a coken barber chair and these guys are the original barber chairs no well they're one of the original barber chairs in oh, okay Las okay Vegas. okay so let me make sure let me see something Takara Belmont. Takara Belmont. Koken Legend Legacy Barber Chair. There you go. The That's legacy. The did one. I say what I say? Legend. The legend is a different. Is I, a I different think you said legacy. Okay, so it's the legacy. So the so Takara Belmont. So my if you my barber chairs that legacy barber chairs <coughs> on the on the footrest it says Koken on it. So it's a it's paying homage to yeah what that chair was where that where that so they took that chair and they modernized it. So that's what I did with that barbershop. I took yeah. the, a barbershop from, I took imagery and I took, uh, I took color palette. I took, you know, design aesthetics that were popular in that era. And I said, okay, so if we're going to do this barbershop, how would it look in 2020? And what I want to do is I want, I want a young barber 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now to look at the garrison and go, I want to do a shop like the garrison but I want to make it modern. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like You're creating I, a classic. Right. I, I want it to be original. You know what I mean? With some, with, you know, with some nods to the past, to some nod to, to, you know, pay tribute to what true barbershops were in the era of that neighborhood and that community. So that era, that community was established in that time period. The Huntridge was founded, I believe, in like 1940-something is when that, 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 sh that theater was built. So I want it to be true to that neighborhood. Being a business owner, outside of just being a barber, is that you have to be such a creative yeah, it's uh, it's the coolest thing that I was just sitting in bed one day or whatever. I was sitting at home, and I was thinking, there's almost no difference between a business owner and being a a quote unquote artist. Right? You would right. imagine painting on a canvas. The business owner gets to design their space to elicit a certain response that they want, and it's a representation of themselves. Right. And you get to pull all of these little pieces and then use your, your resources to create this really beautiful thing that everybody gets to take a little bit of, like, gets to share. Right. It's the coolest thing. Right. And you, and you hope, like, you hope that people, um, you hope that people see your creativity and what you're, you know, what you're trying to put out. So, you know, my that barbershop is my canvas, right? And the finished look of it, like the feel when you walk into it, the experience that you have, like that's my art. My art is the experience 
that someone comes into, they partake in getting a haircut or getting a shave, sitting down at the, at the, sitting down at the bar, having a drink, um, getting, you know, taking home, you know, learning about a, a particular product, maybe for your skin or a shaving product or a hair care product and being immersed in this space that's meant to be what our founding fathers in my industry meant it to be, to be a man. Hopefully guys come in and they, and they, they get that, you know what I mean? So when I get someone, when someone walks in and goes, wow, this place is really cool. You know, you get to come in and you sit down and you get to really relax and you don't think about work and you don't think about whatever issues you've got going on at home. You really get to, it's your escape for an hour or an hour and a half or two hours that you're there. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it really is an escape from your reality at the time. That's, that's my art. It, not just the haircut. That's part of it. It's the experience from the time that you walk into the but door I, to the and, time and that you leave. And I, and I hate to sit, and I, I really do hate to say, oh, it's the experience. Because I think, because it, it's become so, that like that term has become so cliche. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially in my industry, I hear, oh, it's not just a haircut. It's an experience. Well, okay, well, what's your experience? What is it? You know, what is that experience? And then that's where I, then you hear silence. Because it's cool to say that. But what's your, what's the experience mean? To me, walking in that, it's it's a sense of peace. But I think that that is, I don't know that I can say that's necessarily unique to that. It's that it's it's unique to that level of care, right? So how does the how do you apply that term to the garrison? I'm not sure. But what it means to me is that being able to just relax and get away and not worry and talk right. about where you're from or talk about how your day was, how the week was, how training's going. I like to work out. So talking to somebody else about how their workouts are going. And it's like just talking to another bro, to another dude, to another like that that's taking the time to let you not worry. Right. And there's so much work behind the scenes that that individual has to take to allow that experience to exist. That is what that means to me if that if that makes sense no it does and to me like i think about a lot i really compare my i compare the experiences at my establishments to i really love to use restaurants because i Mm. because i'm very fortunate that i've got i have a lot of chefs and restaurateurs that come into my businesses so i'm able to pick their brains and talk to them and I i go experience a lot of different restaurants in las vegas i've been very fortunate so, um, that's cool. If I go to a ribeye is a ribeye for the, you know what I mean? Like there's, you know, there's the components of the, the, it's a steak, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, but there's, so you can go to, you can go to Barry's, which is one of my favorite steakhouses in town. You can go to Golden Steer, which is a classic, I mean, one of the dopest steakhouses in town you can go to 
you can go to Joe Stone Crab at Caesars. You can go to, you can go to, um, um, what's the one at the Cosmo? I can't believe I'm forgetting the name. Um, there's I like SW. Uh, SW at the win. Um, uh, God, I cannot believe I, anyway, um, and I'll remember it here in a second. Uh, he's one of the guys that he was my dude that, that as at that place, we just went there a couple, like two months ago and he, it was an incredible experience. Um, but my point is all those steakhouses still sell the, all those steakhouses sell ribeyes. Yep. You know what I mean? They all have mac and cheese. They all got, you know, they all have asparagus. You can get a baked potato at all them joints. You know what I mean? Just like you can go to any barbershop and get a haircut. You know what I mean? What's the difference between what's the difference between Barry's and and you know SW or what's the difference between SW and the steakhouse at Circus Circus? What's the you know what I mean? It's 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 there's a it's the experience is different at all those places. Yeah. You know what I mean? The experience is different at Cleaver. Hell. Cleaver and and uh, and uh, oh my god, Cleaver uh, is owned. It's the same company as uh, <laughs> getting old is terrible, bro. <laughs> uh, what is it? Do it. Look it. I mean, if I it, know, it, I yeah, gotta, no, I look mean, it up. Let me see if I can. Yeah, I'm gonna do your thing. So it, it reminds me of. of it, what is the difference between like housing, right? I was in I was in real estate right before I got into uh, into there's full time doing this, and like I thought about all all these houses are pretty like they're all built with sticks, they're all built with hands. Everyone's buying brick from the same couple of different right. places. So then, what ends up becoming the difference is the fact that you know my my salesperson remembers my name, or the fact that you know they, they follow through with their word. If they if they commit to if they say I'm gonna message you once a week or twice a week, then we're following through with that commitment. So I think the word of keeping true to our word is a can be one of those things that sets you apart in an experience. I do like how that you are you are comparing different experiences. So using that word as, as, as yes, there's a difference in experiences. It's still, what does that mean for SW versus golden, golden steer, golden steer? It's a, it's, it's, they might get, they, and I don't mean they, there's so many, there's so many steak. Every casino has a steakhouse, right? Yeah. They're not all getting steaks from different, places yeah some of these places are getting you know a lot of them are getting steaks from the same guys you know the same butchers or the same farms or the same whatever it is that wherever they get their steaks from right a lot of these places are getting steaks from the same places (coughs) what makes what makes the experience at at cleaver different than the experience at sw what makes the experience you know different at berries and than 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 at golden steer you know what I mean? There's there's a lot that goes into creating those different experiences. So yeah, you can go. There's 
barbershops everywhere, bro. Like, I'm, we're not the best barber. And, like, we don't do the best haircuts in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would never say we're the best barbershop. You know, I do the best haircuts. I, I wouldn't, I, I would never say, ever say that. You know what I mean? Our, our experience, though, is so unique to every other barbershop in town, though. You know what I mean? Like, I really do believe that. And I put a lot of thought into what that experience is. You know what I mean? So what is that experience? Like if if you're telling a new client or a new individual, like what is that experience? I mean, it, all of this we kind of already touched on, but if you don't mind, I mean, it's 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 coming in. It's the it's the smells that you smell when you walk into the barbershop, and that stuff is all intentional. It's what you smell. It's what you see. It's what you hear. It's what you feel. It's all of those senses. And it's the uniqueness of all of those that makes the garrison experience different than everywhere else. It makes it's different from Elliot and Company. The El- Elliot and Company is a completely different experience than the garrison because of what you see, what you hear, what you smell. I mean, it goes down to the music that we that we play. You know what I mean? Like people come in if you if if you go on to if you go on to Yelp. And you look at Elite and Company, you're gonna there's gonna be a ton of reviews that talk about the music that we play. How eclectic it is. You might hear, you know, you might hear uh, a song from NWA, followed by a song from Willie Nelson, followed by a song from Frank Sinatra, followed by a song from DJ Marshmallow followed. No, you know what I'm saying. Followed by a song from Metallica. It sounds like my my playlist, Spotify playlist. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But you know, and, and it's all and that stuff is all done very intentional. And I'll have staff man, like I'll have a barber come. Hey, Ellie, can we put this on? Yeah, you can put that on. Put it on the playlist. You know like what I mean? I like because that. I I want every person that walks into the barbershop to sit down and hear something that they're familiar with or that they like. Right. So if, you know, if, if you come into the barbershop and you love Ana Gabriel, you know what I mean? Um, that song pops on, you're just, you're going to go, oh, wow. And the dude across from you might be a metalhead. So maybe he hears some old school Metallica or he hears some, he hears some, uh, something from Slipknot or he hears something from, you know, Smashing Pumpkins. I want everyone to feel at home in my shop. So, you know what I mean? I want, I want everyone to be able to be touched. I think about, I listen to, there's a trend. I'm, everybody keeps on telling me like, find your, find your audience, right? Find like, what's that story that's similar between the people that you're asking and why do you continue to ask them? And, I listened to Joe Coy yesterday mm. on, on one of his most recent special. He talks about how Netflix said no to him the first time. He like put all his money into it, tried to like try to sell it to him, and they said no. Found out that he was going to record it anyway. They called his manager, was like, "Hey, we really don't want it. Just by the way, he's not recording it for us." And he was like, "Thanks, you know, like I appreciate it." And then he goes up, does a set, and goes back and sells it to him. And they say yes, like don't shop anywhere else. We want it, and. He talks about going through a, an obstacle and how it was difficult, and then and he goes on to talk about the lights. All, all these lights shut off. We're all laughing. We're all the same. 
Um, so this, this systemic racism is just kind of like, it doesn't matter who you, what you are. If we can all sit in this room and, and enjoy the same things, right. everybody needs a haircut. Everybody, like you had this experience in, in high school where it was like this, you, you were set out to be different and because they're like perceived, like you're not, we're not one of us or whatever that may be. And able to, to remember remember what that feeling was and then pull it into your barbershop and it's like everybody everybody here is is welcome even though you might be different right it doesn't matter like you're still as long as you're a good person right then like your metal like your rap like like everybody here is welcome and when that barber chair when that when that chair cloth is on we all look the same bro you know what i'm saying like that's what i love about the barbershop when that chair cloth is on, when that chair cloth is on, the guy sitting in the chair, he might be a multimillionaire. He might be a billionaire. You know what I mean? And I've had, you know, I've had billionaires in my chair. And the guy next to him might be, you know, might be a, a cook, a dishwasher. You know what I mean? Who still needs a haircut. He still needs a haircut. But at the same time, bro, like that chair cloth is the great equalizer. Cause you don't know you can't see what kind of clothes you got on underneath. You don't you know, you don't know what the bank account looks like. You don't you know what I mean? Oh, it's head up. All you see is a head and haircut. It. You know what I mean? And at that moment, you know, at that moment, bro, like everyone's everyone can have a conversation together. You know what I mean? I see I do I'm telling you, man, there's it's such a beautiful thing to watch. Two guys from two completely different worlds sit down in a barbershop and get a haircut and conversate about, you know, the basketball game or the football game or the MMA fights or they find some sort of commonality. They might not ever in, you know, outside world have any reason to to interact. But in that instance, right, in that instance in the barbershop there's commonality they're both two guys who need haircuts they're both two guys who are trying to relax they're both two guys who you know who are taking some time for some self-care you know what i mean and if that's not the greatest equalizer like that's like it is like you're you're like i i think like you're no different than brothers in that moment 100 percent. and that's and that's and that's the experience that i try to create you know what I mean? Like I, I've been in in my time, you know, in my life, I've been in a lot of barbershops. I've been in a lot of barbershops where I didn't feel comfortable. I've walked in a lot of barbershops where I walk, I open up the door and walk in and go, oh, this is not my barbershop. It's not for me. They're not going to be able to cut my hair. They're not going to want to cut my hair. <coughs> and you get the vibes right when you walk in. They immediately look up at you and then they look away. You know what I mean? <coughs> they don't want your they don't want my business this is yeah. that place is not for me and it c- goes in all different and it's not just you know me walking into a barber like you know to an old guy white barbershop or to you know a hood barbershop or a you know a predominantly hispanic barbershop where everyone only speaks spanish or you know you walk into a barbershop black barbershop and you know uh all that's on is hip-hop and you know what i mean and you know what I'm talking. You know, you know I what I'm talking, know what about. talking about. I you know definitely what I mean? know what We've all about. had those experiences, right? I've been blessed with with barbers. That's probably not my space. Like I can't relate there. But in in a gym, 100 percent, or or working 
I used to work in a, an exercise physiology lab. Right. You walk into a certain lab, and four of the doctoral students just look away and don't even give right. you the attention at the time of day. You. Or profs that will just – I had one prof I talked about yesterday uh, with my lady. Just call me stupid in front of just everybody. Wow. In front of all postdoc wow. people, and it was just like, like, you're not my people. You're not like, I've been blessed with barbers, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying. And I never, ever want anyone to walk through my doors and go, this place is not for me. You know what I mean? Even though we are not for some, where there's a lot of people that we are not for. You know what I mean? There's a lot of cats that that won't feel comfortable. They won't. They won't feel comfortable in our shop. We're not uncomfortable having them in our shop, though. Yeah. You understand the difference? Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? You might not be comfortable in our shop. That's not my problem. We're, we're, you know, I want everyone to feel comfortable here. You know what I mean? If you're not comfortable here, that's not my, you know, you, some cats like, oh, man, I got to be, I've, I mean, I, bro, I, I've, I've had guys tell me. Bro, I need to be in a hood shop, bro. I like, I want to be in a hood shop. I want my barber to smell like weed and Hennessy. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like for I've, some people. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's cool. I mean, and but and that's your choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want my shop, you know, we the experience at my place is everybody's welcome. And we really try to create that ex- the we really try to create an environment and experience that that does welcome that at a at a at a high level. I think just you taking the time to talk with me, not just today, but then that day, right? It's- right. I was, I, so I, I heard you, I overheard you talking with, uh, with Chuck and, um, I was immediately interested in what you were talking about, you know what I mean? And what you guys were talking about. So, you know, chiming in without, you know, without being, uh, without interfering in the experience that you and Chuck were having in the chair. Um, I didn't want to interrupt that, but I wanted to acknowledge, you know, what you were doing. And cause I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was cool. I definitely appreciate the chime. And sometimes it's not like you don't really, so being a personal trainer, sometimes, you know, you hear a client and, uh, and you hear it's the same conference, the same setup. And you're like, man, I really want to like just chime in a little bit right, <laughs> right now. Right. But it's like, you got to give it time and then let that session finish. Or like once it gets included right. to, a, to a point where you just interject. And I, it was very much appreciated. And I think it's and, fun to hear that somebody else hears it and sees some value in it. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a validation to continue doing what I'm doing. Right. Right. And, um, and you know it's a, it's a there's a there's a subtle art to it, right? It's like I've got a guy in my chair. I don't want him to feel like I'm ignoring him or I'm not focused on him, and I don't also don't want you know you or the guy that you're working with to feel like I'm in your guys's business and conversation. It's just a subtle, you know. Oh, I hear what you guys are talking. I hear what you got. I hear what's going on, and bro, I think that's cool. You know what I mean? Just a little quick, and then I'm back to what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Versus at Elliot and Company, would that be more? normal that same thing and even and even it's the same it's so it's the same thing everyone is and i I think that's the that's what the old what old barbershops are you know what it used to be is that and barbershops in general i mean it's a communal space you know what i mean so a lot of times a lot of times there's there's 
polite ways to engage in conversation with people in other chairs you know what i mean and there's a, there's there's a not cool way to get involved with someone else's conversation that's not wanted you guys might be talking about something that's very you know that's personal between you guys and as as a barber i need to know that there's a time to get involved and a time not to get involved you know what i mean so at L eating company the way that the room is set up it's really geared for that because it's you know two and two and it's a square. However, I still wanted I still wanted the garrison to have that communal space because it's so wide. If you notice, I've got that bar in the center that mm -hmm. divides the two sides. But if you look at the the shelves on where all the product is, when I raise the chairs up to as high as they go, we purposely set that bottom shelf that it would not block the line of sight to the chairs across the way. So regardless of where you were in the chair, if someone you know or if you want to have a conversation with someone across, you might have to speak up a little bit, but you still have that line of sight. That was intentionally done. Details like that right. make me so excited to hear because it to me those the like the, the the phrase the details matter they, they definitely do and little things like that makes me just think that that person they took the time right they they cared right and that i don't know that i can it's it's a like i can an appreciation of the love for your own craft and then it's not just love for your own craft but love for the people that come into that door right. and for them not <laughs> for them not to have to worry just right. like a chef right right it's fucking cool that's what i, I love that I, I really like to me man you know it's it's just like being it's like being a chef bro it really is it's like the experience i, I truly i really do look at at restaurants as inspiration to how I've designed both of my barbershops. Like it's the same. And there's a reason. So I've got one shop called Elite and Company. I got another shop called The Garrison. Everyone, Elliot, why did you name two different names? Because they're two different experiences, bro. You know what I mean? It's the Garrison is not like Elite and Company. Elite and Company is its own thing. You know what I mean? Well you it's still a barbershop. Well it's hell. You know what I mean? There's restaurant groups that, that have three different, four different Italian restaurants. They're not the same. They all sell pasta. Why, you know, why can't you have a different experience at a different restaurant? It's a, it's, and it's, so it's different. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I might do a different, I might do another, I might do another garrison. <coughs> there, I might one day do another garrison. It's going to look and feel and it's going to be like this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you wanted something different, but if I want something different, if I if it's if the aesthetics are different, if the experience is going to be different, why would I call it the same thing? It's a different experience. Why did you choose the name Garrison? Um, so I'm a big fan of the show Peaky Blinders. Nice. <laughs> um, I love the style. I, the era is it's the era that where the Huntridge neighborhood that same time period very cool um and it was so i was i'm a fan of the show um are you familiar with the show 
I've seen episode one, and that's about it's it. It's a it's a fucking phenomenal. <laughs> it's, it's my favorite show of all time. It's fucking dope. Man. I've heard good things. It's really dope, but dope like the like dope hair, like it really inspired that that uh, that that uh, that kind of undercut. You know what I mean? That blunt. You know, uh, uh, that blunt line, no fade. You know what I mean? That's what you're saying. Uh, was really popular at that time and they do <coughs> that 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 show inspired a lot of those haircuts i had a lot of guys coming in i want you know i want to cut like peaky blinders what a lot of customers know what people don't understand is the reason why those guys didn't have like a fade was because they didn't have the they didn't have the tools that we have now so they were trying to they were trying that era you know those guys wanted to have some sort of transition so they tried as best they could but it created that like blunt that blunt line, that's that hard cool. line almost. So barbers nowadays are trying to replicate what they were doing back then, but it was out of, you know, it was out of lack of, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's fun. It was out of lack of. Yeah. We have the tools to Is do it hard it right to do a blunt line like that? It's hard because because natu- naturally our eyes want to want it to be aesthetically pleasing and it's not aesthetically pleasing. You know what I mean? It might look cool, but it's not aesthetically pleasing. Okay. So barbers traditionally we want to we want to fade we want to clean that we want to clean it up because we can. Some some sort of progression of tra- right. transition. Right, some sort of transition, right? Some sort of soft transition. Um but uh I mean, I have had guys coming in, they want that exact look. And so, you know, I've had to give it, I mean, the, the, the stylist that created that look on that show, you know, they, 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 they did that because they wanted it to be period correct. So, you know, they created that look. It's a, I mean, it is a, it's a, it is a cool look. It is a cool look. There's a guy on TikTok that I follow. It always gets up like dressed up like a Peaky Blinders guy would. And like that style of dress is really cool. I mean, even the, even the, you know, the, the paper collars, you know what I mean? Like those collars are, those are paper collars that, that you attach to the shirt. So you would clean the shirt and then you would put new collars and new cuffs on. Um, that's the coolest thing it, it's i mean it's really and you can they st- they do have those now you can you can find those now do you have um, any of those i don't have any any um any you know cuff collar where i have to replace or um that are uh paper collar. detachable paper collars um but uh man there uh, you can get shirts custom tailored like that so a friend of mine just got married and we did his shirts he got the rounded uh, collars uh, inspired by that era um, but how I got how I named the garrison I came up with the name um, the bar that the brothers owned <coughs> was called the garrison but and so I love the name and then when I was designing I was actually going to call the garrison um, before we opened I was going to actually call it the Huntridge Barbershop Oh, as cool. a nod to the original barbershop that was in that shopping center. So that's cool. when I first opened up, when that shopping center first opened up, there was a barbershop in there called the Huntridge Barbershop. The Huntridge Barbershop got sold down the line some years later, and it was called uh, um, a, a cat named Martin bought it from the original owner, and they changed the name to High Rollers. So then um, when 
when Jay Dapper bought the Hunter Shopping Center, he decided he was uh, he wanted to go into a different direction. The uh, high rollers closed down. He offered me um, the spot, and I opened up the garrison. So I wanted. It, so, so I cool. was originally going to call it the Huntridge Barbershop, a nod to the original Huntridge Barbershop. But then when I was I was watching the garrison at the time, and I remember just hearing the name. And then when I when then it made me really think about like what is a garrison? A garrison is a is a company of men in the military, right? That's right. Well, a barbershop is. A company of men it's a place where men congregate and so and then the mascot is a german shepherd i had a, a good friend of mine one of my a guy that worked with me he was going to we were he was going to be a part of the garrison his dad was a vietnam canine handler and his dad's name his dad's dog's name was lux and living in las vegas when i heard the name and he showed me this picture of his dad and his kin is german shepherd I was like, bro, that's got to be the mascot. And the dog's name was Lux. Like, this is, the, this is the, you know, this is God and the universe, like, putting this all together. You know what I mean? So that I decided to call it the Garrison. Being open to to that idea and then just accepting it and owning it and then making it real is really cool. I think it. Don't give an. I, I think. Being on the side of like choosing an artwork or choosing um, the name of the podcast and all these different things, hearing how you were just like you just you just did like right. you just did it. like you're just like oh this is what it like how, like it's there for you and right. you were open to that idea and open you had that eye for it right your commitment to making those decisions is cool but it's and again right like we were talking about like you know like your art and all that like bro like that's my art. I mean, in, in regards to like, that's the, that's my vision of what a barbershop experience should be. You know what I mean? So all those little things. I was in Japan and I was, I was, uh, I was in Japan. We were walking to, um, we were, we were going, we were in the, um, in this little, this little fashion district where they have all these little small little boutique shops, clothing shops. And it was like, it was crazy. I was in Japan Dude, those dudes love American. They like they love classic Americana, like more than we do. <laughs> like all the Levi's are in Japan now. You know what I mean? Like That's they cool. had all this dope vintage, like American clothes. I like that. So you go in these little vintage shops, and they like they're all decked out like really cool. But I remember I, we were walking by this coffee shop, and they had these paintings of all these dogs. And I just loved it, man. Like it was so cool. And I was like, yo, like I like the way that that feels. You know what I mean? Like it was, and the whole nod was the whole, the whole reason of it was like, like coffee is like man's best friend. You know what I mean? So I was like, well, hell, that's kind of like the same thing as like kind of like a barbershop, right? Like man's, you know, like best friend. You know what I mean? So I, I wanted to, I kind of, I kind of stole that idea, I guess, you know, from, from a place I saw in Japan, like it was well designed, the, and I wanted to incorporate that. The value of traveling and moving, and and 100%. it's so important. Yeah, it's so important. It's something I really, I really try to put into my kids. Like, I love, like I, I want them to to understand, like the world is so huge, so big, and you get so much out of traveling to other places. Like my son, he just went to, he just took his first trip to Mexico couple of weeks ago with his mother he 
you thought I didn't know, but I know. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> and like, bro, I, I, I think that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, I, I want them. Like, he's supposed to be his, uh, one thing that his, uh, his mom takes, takes them all on a trip uh, when they turn 15. Nice. Uh, to somewhere. Like, I, he was, he's been telling me that uh, they're going to go to Canada. And dude, I'm all about, I'm, I'm all, I'm 100% supportive of it. You know what I mean? Like, I want them to go travel and see the world and you know, see how I had some really cool opportunities to do that same thing. I just, my grandma took me to California and she, she got us on a, I was like, I think I turned 15 as well. She took us to California. We went to San Diego, went to Los Angeles and then she got us a a train. We stayed, like slept on the train, got a whole room, went down to the Grand Canyon. And when we got off the the train to get to the Grand Canyon, the hotel, the conductor was like, hey, the the station burned down several years ago, so there's nothing out here. There are bears, but they should be here with a car to pick you up here pretty soon. Mm. And then we got off with our bags, and it was just me and my grandma just waiting for a car to show up. Like, I forgot. It was either, like, at the pre-show, really, really early in the morning. Right. And I was like, oh, hope for the best, you know? And right. it was just one of the coolest experiences to be able to see the Grand Canyon, do yeah. that whole thing. And then my uncle did the same thing i think probably when i was seven 16 17 when i went to morocco and spain that is really cool man one of the coolest experiences that i've ever had morocco is like i i take care of a when he's in vegas or when i'm somewhere where he's at a, a cat that's from morocco moroccan uh ufc fighter no like mma fighter yeah he was he was in the ufc uh his name is yusuf um he uh Yusuf is Moroccan, super nice, like super, like just a great guy. That's cool. Unbelievably talented. And uh, Yusuf Zalal. And uh, yeah, but he, he, whenever we're, whenever he's in my chair, like, he, you know, he, we talk about, you know, him being from Morocco and, and. Moroccan mint tea. Yeah. Oh, it. Yeah, he I talks would... about how great the food is and, you know what I mean? Like how, and how like colorful and like beautiful the country is. Everything's fresh. Like they bring, yeah. they have these ladies, I wish I remember the name of them. They wear these specific hats and they, they, they put their, their ingredients or whatever they're selling for the day at the market inside the hat. And then they carry it down the mountain wow. they sell it for the day and then take it back up. And all the restaurants have all this fresh food wow. like rabbits that were hanging up by a string that killed that morning right it was just and everything that you eat is just that we went to the the casbah like rock the casbah the right, song right, 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 you got right. to go to the casbah and nice. just it, it was not what i was expecting i was expecting like a a, a a very poor country right and maybe it was but it didn't feel like it, it was rich in culture rich in culture right. so rich in culture and you didn't think about how there there may or may not have been money. I didn't really right. even think about it. It was just like being with the people and the people that invited us into their home and we got to eat and every place that we went to, everyone was so kind. It was just, it was a fun, a fun experience. There's a, uh, there's a, there's a cool, uh, there's a cool um, audio video clip of Bob Marley when uh, he's being interviewed and, and the interviewer asks him, are you a rich man? And he, and you could tell it kind of puts Bob Marley off a little. He goes, you know, rich, 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 you mean what? Like, what do you mean rich? And he's like, you know, my riches is life. You know what I mean? It's not not money. You know what I mean? And so, bro, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of cats around the world, bro, that are wealthy, super wealthy, that might not have any bread. 
You know what I mean? And their life experience is incredible. I just I got a good friend of mine. His name is Brandon Cunningham. Uh, he's a uh, he's uh, he he what he grew up in Las Vegas. Um, he he's spends a lot of time in Peru and South America. Um, kind of travels all over the place. He's a Nike certified uh, yoga trainer. Dude's dope. I mean, dude that's is, pretty neat. He dude is dope. Yeah, you should look at Brandon Cunningham. Dude is or not Cunningham, Collinsworth. Brandon Cunningham, Collinsworth. I'm my bad B. Uh, Brandon Collinsworth, super good dude. Um, if you listen to that cat, like you listen to him talk, and he talks about, you know, when he talks about uh, like, like spirituality, and when he talks about, you know, the stuff that he, what he gets out of, you know, being in the jungles of Peru, and you know, just mindset. Um, you realize real quickly that, you know, his riches aren't necessarily, you know, worldly financial riches. It's, it's, uh, and you know, and, and again, I think the older that you maybe, you know, the more you experience life, the more you realize that it's not necessarily, you know, what's in your bank account. It's what's, what's in your life account. I think that in a society that pushes so much on how much you have or what you show in the car and the it's easy to get caught up in that it's so easy right it you is know? man it is and part of unfortunately part of it is necessary like you you do need to like if if you want a certain lifestyle right then you kind of do need to be able to make a certain amount or, or And if that is your goal to do those things, right? If it aligns with your goals to want to, to to go out and gamble, you 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 can't just go out and gamble just for funds. You need to be able to make enough to 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 support that lifestyle, right? Right. But being able to look back and and the things that I remember the most are less about the meals and more about the conversation around the meal. Hundred percent. It's always the thing you remember more. Right. Absolutely. And you know, and I think. When you, uh, if the worldly, if your, if your worldly possessions, if, if you're grinding to obtain worldly possessions, because that's if, because you feel that that's, what's going to make you happy or if that's going to bring you happiness, I think that's where you're mistaken. Or if you feel that that's the only way that you're going to achieve happiness, if that's, that's the only way, right? That you're down a, a really not good path, right? Right. I bro. I mean, I, I really do know a lot of people who have you know, who who are very who are wealthy, and I mean, some I know cats that are really happy, and I know some of them cats that are freaking miserable, bro, and are miserable. It's and it sucks to be around them. You know what I mean? So you know, and I know cats that are broke, man. I got clients that. I got dudes that sit in my chair that, you know, they're regular old working guys, you know what I mean, like me. And, bro, happy as pie, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just great to be around. You know what I'm saying? Those are the right people. I mean, if if you're, if you're, if you're, you're, you're getting your fulfillment, you know, <laughs> from, if you're getting your fulfillment from, you know, whatever that you find happiness is. I think that's that's what matters. I think a lot of people, especially in in our country, I think 
you know, the, the thought is having a lot of money will fix all your problems. And that's probably not right. What is happiness for you? What, what does that mean for you? Um, peace, bro. You know what I mean? Creating, being around my family, being with my, being with my, my kids and my wife, um, being able to, being able to share my love of, uh, of my culture, of my culture, my barbering culture and my craft. Like I really do love being a barber. I love giving some, giving, you know, people that, uh, that experience of, of my art and what I've created in my business. I love being able to, I love being able to welcome people into my space and sharing my space with them. You know what I mean? Like that gives me fulfillment, bro. You know what I mean? Giving someone an opportunity to come into my barbershop and into my business, into my home, you know what I mean? And spending time with them and give, you know, have, letting them have the opportunity to, to relax and to, and to feel good. You know what I mean? Turn that chair around and let them see the mirror and go, wow, man, I didn't even know my hair could do this. Like, bro, that gives me like, that is like <laughs> the best. That's like, it's like a drug, bro. It really is. It's like, you know, you get that, you get that little dopamine hit, man. There's nothing like, you know, there's, or there, I shouldn't say there's not, there's not a lot of things like handing a cat the mare and them going, man, I didn't even know my hair could do this. I had a dude yesterday tell me, you know, you know, Elliot, I, you know, I, I got, I got my hair cut from you. I couldn't get in. I, I, I tried to book, you know, same day I couldn't get in. So I went somewhere else and, but I wanted to get back in with you because that haircut that you gave me is probably like the best cut I've ever had in my life. And like, dude is, you know, he's like in his forties. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about how many haircuts that cat's had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I've, bro, I've done plenty of haircuts where I never saw the guy again. So it probably wasn't the best haircut he's ever had. You know what I mean? But when you get a guy that sits in your chair, who's like, yo, that's the best haircut I've ever had. Like, and all barbers get that right. Every guy that's every barber, Every barber's customers feel that their guy is the best guy in the world, right? Oh, yeah. So there's dudes in my shop that there's cats that cut hair in my shop that if they're not available, my guest, my front desk will, you know, well, Elliot's available at this time. Nah, I want to see. They feel that their guy's the best guy. That you they know, know I mean? their hair. That that right, yeah. right. So, but when you when you hear that as a barber, man, it's the best haircut I've ever had. You know what I mean? It's such a good feeling, man. Like it's it's a great feeling to to turn that chair around and have someone's eyes light up. You know what I mean? And you could teach them, you know, how to how to style their hair and how to how to look. And because because when you you know you look good, you know you get a great you get a great haircut, man. And 
you're driving home and you keep on looking in the rear view mirror and you, man, that lineup looks so sick. Man. Hell yeah. It looks great, man. I just love the way I feel. You just feel good. Bro. Oh, yeah. There's, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you go out. You're like, you're, you're, you're going to an interview. You're going to just a right. business. Like, it, it, it changes the game. A hundred percent, man. Dude, when I get a text message from, you know, from one of my, I had a, I, I, one of my guys, Cat fights in the UFC, my boy Nicholas Moda. Shout out, Nick. These dudes a beast. Be on the lookout for this kid, bro. All right, all right. Just a fucking savage. Uh, he's been wearing, like, I cut his hair, like, he gets like a one and a half skin fade, high skin fade. You know what I mean? And I convinced him after probably, you know, about seven, eight months to grow his hair out. Bro, grow your hair out. Let's do something different. You know what I mean? And he was like, oh, no, I don't like the way my, I don't like, he didn't like his hair. Like Nick cut his hair short because he didn't like his hair. Got it. You know what I mean? Not because he didn't, didn't want his, he, just because he wanted to have short. He just didn't like his hair. Yeah. So Nick's been growing his hair out. And the, not this last time, but the past time, he sent me a text. Elliot, thank you for convincing me to grow my hair out. I love it. Damn. You know what I mean? He, uh, he, was, getting a, he was getting a lot of attention from the ladies. You know what I mean? <laughs> So now he's a little now now Nick is a player a little ladies man dude you know what just I mean? have to grow the hair out he's got to grow that hair out baby that's all you know and then know somebody knows what they're doing with the and hair you know it helps you got someone good cutting it <laughs> <laughs> it make I think it makes all the difference all the difference bro. it makes all it of really it. does but but that's what I that's you know that's what I love you know what I mean my I think the the thing that I love the most is watching is watching my kids. Um, accomplish their goals, you know what I mean, and do great things. My oldest son, you know, was was a really really good high school football player. Played a little bit of uh, college at the uh, college football at the junior college level. So watching him achieve those goals, like sitting in the stands and watching my son, you know, ball out. That's probably the best. Like that's the best feeling in the world. You know what I mean? is watching my kids accomplish things. You know what I mean? Same thing with my wife. Like, my wife just opened up a business um, a year ago, her and a, a partner, right down the street from the garrison called Beauty Inc. And uh, walking into her business and seeing, and she's very much like, you know, like very attention to detail, like with her space. It's a beautiful space, beautiful space. Watching, seeing my, seeing my wife, like um, seeing that, seeing that fulfillment that she's gotten from being an entrepreneur and opening up a business and having people come into her business and come into her space and really love her space. Like it's such a great feeling to see her happiness and watching where she came from, you know what I mean? Like the start and the grind and her open up, her starting off, you know, working with someone else and, then, you know, opening up her own little small space and then meeting someone and they open up a space together and seeing this beautiful space that they've created that is now the home of several other artists. And it's become a sanctuary for women, you know what I mean, to, 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 to look and feel better about themselves, very similar to what I do. You know what I mean? That is like a sense of pride and a sense of joy. Watching, you know, my boys, you know, my sons, this guy boxed, you know, his first his first fight, like watching him get that win and, you know, get that get that little medal put around his neck and you know what I mean, taking the photos and seeing like that sense of accomplishment, bro, like 
that's what, you know, that's to me, that's what life's about. Those are the riches in life. One last thing. A tidbit of, like, I always think that we have a golden nugget, a little piece of wisdom that if somebody's listening to this, you can leave them with. Just like you're talking to his son or talking to, you know, just giving somebody a little golden nugget that they can use in their own life that you've learned throughout yours. Man, that's so deep, bro. Like, don't be afraid to chase your dreams. And I, I think uh, in taking that risk, you know what I mean? Like, you really only have one life. So there's nothing wrong with uh, there's nothing wrong with chasing your dreams and be okay. We talked about this, like be okay, being uncomfortable. Um, and there's something to that uncomfortability. You know what I mean? There's something to that feeling of being nervous. There's something to that feeling of being scared. There's something to that feeling of that uneasiness. Um, talking like I, you know, having an opportunity to talk to a lot of business owners, um, who take chances, who, you know, who get that loan to go, you know, open up that business, um, with athletes who are, I mean, imagine, imagine being, uh, imagine being in the UFC, you're headlining, Hell, your 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 first fight in the UFC, and there's you know there's five thousand fans in the arena, or there's twenty thousand fans in the arena, and it's your time to walk out. I that you know I'm gonna tell you what I love so much about MMA is um, I have so much respect for those guys walking out to an arena that's full of people. You're stripped down almost naked no shirt no shoes a pair of little tight trunks and some gloves and it's you one other guy and in, in in a in a in a cage and you're using what god gave you to see who's better at that moment in time but the butterflies that those guys, I, I mean and i and i hear the same thing over and over how how nervous those guys are and bro, like I've cut, you know, I've cut the biggest dudes in MMA. You know what I mean? Re like literally the biggest guys in them. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the it's all the same. A lot of times, you know what I mean? The nervousness, the butterflies, and you know, you and you hear once the door shuts, they go away. Like a lot of the into, I can't wait to yep. get in the cage because I want that feeling to. You know what I mean? Like I just want to get once the you know once it's on, then the feeling goes away. And I remember when I was in high school, that that was the worst. The worst feeling was the day of a duel. You know what I mean? It was the day of a duel. Like I'm nervous and I got butterflies and I'm like, God, why am I so scared, man? Like I'm not gonna die. You know what I mean? But like you're just freaking nervous. You know what I mean? And as soon as the as soon as the ref blows the whistle to start. All the butterflies go, and you're just and you're just on, and it feels good. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so, that's the feeling that you get. You know, that's the feeling of being that uneasiness. 
It's a good way to relate it. And once once you get to you know once you once you can get to the point that you understand that that's what it's going to be, and then that's okay, and that's your body, that's your brain, that's your that's your being, letting you know that you're alive, bro, and you're living in the moment. You know what I mean? Like once you understand that that's a good place to be in, that's when you have the opportunity to grow. The guys that don't ever feel that, those are the cats that aren't. They're not going anywhere because you're comfortable. Comfortable is feels good. Comfortable definitely feels good. And you need to be uncomfortable to have that growth. Yeah, you ha- you can't grow be com- you can't grow and be comfortable, bro. I I I mean I could be wrong, but I think you got to be uncomfortable to grow. And I w- I would be willing to bet most guys, most high successful guys, would tell you the same thing. I've I've heard a lot of I've heard a lot of those guys say the same thing. Beautiful. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate. Bro, it. thank you for having me, man. It was an absolute pleasure. It was a good time. It was cool to learn from you. Oh man, I, I enjoy being here. You got a dope setup, bro. Thanks, and, man. And I wish you much success. And I, you're gonna be, you're gonna, and be uncomfortable. I think you're. I think if you do, I think you. It's gonna. I think. I think you're. You'll. Uh, you'll. You'll get the dividends that you're looking for. I, I feel that this might be the place. Let's go. <laughs> we'll see it. Let's go. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm planning on it. Nice. I'm planning on it. Well, again. Thank you. We're going to leave y'all. Thank y'all. You got it, bro. I love y'all. Peace. Peace. Thanks, man. Bro. That was fucking sick. That was awesome. That was fucking sick. Thank you for listening to the Ben Nevados podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes.